University guest house. Why don't they buy insurance? How can they think that safety and peace of mind are expensive? Their conversations across continents are often confined to things he has read in the newspaper. I don't know, she replies, but I can understand why they stayed to defend their houses. Some of them were over 60. They might have felt it was too late to start all over again. It was their family home. People want to hear stories of great horrors and triumphs. His daughter's stories so far seem to be about small things. He wants her to write about the glories of a civilization that once claimed to be the heartbeat of the world, and how proud she is of having ancestry from the Middle Kingdom. Instead, she writes about taking a bus to go strawberry picking on a farm outside Melbourne, and about his wife Kien learning English word by word from his youngest daughter's school books. What is the point of telling a story if it is only about things that happen every day? They're so easily forgotten. She needs to see the world through a larger lens. But what does he know? To live a happy life, he believes, you need a healthy, short-term memory. A slate that can be wiped clean every morning, like one of those toys he bought for his daughter when she was young. An etch-a-sketch. If you turned it upside down and shook it, your art disappeared. Far from home. Daughter. Every time she calls home, these are the sorts of things her father thinks she needs to know. Always lock your doors, and always look behind you when you walk through a doorway. Did you hear that a Korean boy and a Chinese girl jumped to their deaths from their Sydney balcony when an intruder followed them into their flat with a knife? Wear earmuffs. Your Uncle Kiv told me that when the Cambodian refugees came to Canada, their ears froze off during the first winter. They had never felt snow before. Buy a face mask to ward off the pollution. Don't go out when it is getting dark. She imagined walking through the ancient city, touch entombed in gloves, hearing buried beneath earmuffs, smell suffocated behind a white paper mask, and blinkered eyes watching for wayward cars and potential rapists, while wonderful things like the Temple of Heaven passed her by. I hope nothing happens to you, seemed to be the secret wish behind every phone conversation. Yet to stop bad things happening, you had to stop anything happening. The next time her father calls, he tells her about the bushfires raging through Victoria's summer, while she is in the middle of a frozen Beijing winter. The fires are reported in the China Daily, but not on the front page. Because of the everyday man-made horrors constantly happening here, Mines are collapsing. Schools are tumbling down, trapping only children inside. Milk for babies is poisoned, killing more only children. Staying and defending your home is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard, her father rails. He feels let down. Australian democracy should be infallible. Why does the government let them stay and defend? When she was seven, her teacher advised that if ever their house burnt down they should save the family photos. Ridiculous, her father replied when she reported this to him. You don't save the photos, you save yourself. And then perhaps the money and the gold, that is all. If their house burnt down, she knew her father would not stray from his word. Leave it, he would command, no matter what they clung to. They would grab Alina to stop her going back for her guinea pig. But dad would not tell mum to let go of whatever she was holding on to, because mum like Dad, had been through this before. 
They knew what to do. Mum would be clutching small bags of gold and wads of money, things that could easily be carried in the hand to start over. In her childhood, she'd grown up with survivors, weary-looking men and women who took sewing home or made jewellery or worked in factories, people who did things that didn't involve much talking. First, they didn't know much English, and second, they didn't talk about these things with people who would never understand. But among themselves, it was different. Her parents and their friends greeted each other not only with, how are you, but also, so, you survived the black bandits? That last question was a question that did not need an answer. The answer was right in front of their faces, in the breath that came in and out. And finally, the question they had all asked each other in their previous lives, but which now took on an extra weight, like something still to be digested in the stomach. Have you eaten yet?